Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. started in or how she got out she was born into the system of uh this cabal that we've talked about for many many uh years now um that everybody wants to label it as conspiracy conspiracy but it's obviously coming true um 
with a lot of the things happening being revolved around Disney. So um, not only is she a chaplain, but she's an author. She's written several books. I'm sorry, Marianne. I'm just spilling off because I want to get her up here and get started. So no, it's okay. Jesse on. <laughs> Jesse, hopefully. There she is. Hello. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> I feel like I was an auctioneer. Oh, yes, let's do auctioning. <laughs> Who wants to bring the pedos down? I do. Oh. I do. <laughs> Thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. This woman, everybody watching her this evening, she's the bravest per person I've ever met and uh, watched a lot of your videos and everything over the last few years. So thank you for coming on and, and sharing. Um, just real quick, because I am going to put the link of our previous show up in the chat um, mm -hmm. here so they can go. Can you just give us just a real quick testimony of you know what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. The quickest version is just that um, you know, I was born into a family that was bloodline, that was part of the uh, Luciferian Brotherhood. And so beginning at age four and a half, I began my occultic training, uh, which was for a very specific um, position and job within the system. And that job was connected to um, not only overseeing um, other positions like the Satanic Council, but also uh, overseeing experiments, programs, and projects that were run by the U.S. military government. Um, so we're getting right into that because some of my story, um, you know, one of my main abusers I've come out against uh, was a Nazi by the name of Michael Carcock. And he was an individual who trained a U.S. military uh, high-level individual, uh, Colonel Michael Aquino. And not a lot of people know this, but um, Michael Aquino wrote war manuals that are being used right now. And within those war manuals, if you open it up to the first page, he gives allegiances to some of the individuals that he was in partnership with, uh, one of them including Walt Disney. So it ties right into what we're going to discuss today. Wow. Uh, hopefully it'll all go smooth and everything because I got some videos and everything because I, I think a lot of people don't know um, that the CIA, uh, it all goes back to the CIA in a lot of ways for me mm -hmm. um, in my research and things, but the CIA helped Walt Disney um, with Correct. the land and the property there. And, you know, we've always had the conspiracy of the tunnel. So we'll talk a little uh, bit about that. Um, if you're tuning in right now, please share this out. Please, um, you know, if you have any questions or anything uh, while we're here, please ask in the chat and um, I can see if I, Jesse can answer some of those. Um, if you share this out, it helps our show, it helps our guests and it helps our network. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Marianne, before we get into Disney, you have any question or anything you want to ask Jesse or? That, that list could be very long. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I have a lot of questions. So, Jesse, I mean, if you want to just start, I know I will have questions. Just whatever you feel is okay. the most important thing to start with. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's important I, when you my uh, brought up the CIA. Probably. Don't forget oh, hold on, Marianne, the delay. Yeah, that's all right. We'll <laughs> really? So. Um, uh, there are definitely a lot of 
uh, interconnections with the system, the government, um, you know, programs like Walt Disney. Uh, there's others across the United States um, in Palisades, California. There's Alpha that's over in uh, Australia. And these special schools or, or programs, really what they are is, you know, training centers that the Brotherhood uses uh, to train up um, two types of children. Uh, the first type is going to be the hierarchy children. And those are children that are born bloodline that are chosen in the system for certain positions. And so, you know, they will have breeder programs that they've created where uh, they're playing with DNA, uh, they're playing with your bloodline, they're wanting to create uh, these superhumans through those programs uh, so that they can use those children for their agenda. Uh, then you have the other children group, which are what the system calls expendable children. Um, you know, and I certainly am not saying that any child is expendable. I believe the opposite. But what the system does with those children that are not chosen for specific positions is that they will use them uh, to make money off of them. Um, you know, the average uh, child that they're using in that way, they will use first and make money off of them through sexual exploitation and what we call child transportation. We can't say the word here, but you're creative. So, um, so after a child's, you know, sexually exploited, then they will use that child um, and make more money off of them, off of their death, uh, where they will turn those children's remains into diamonds that will be sold on high level markets, uh, both for tr what we call trophy uh, trophies, as well as um, for uh, spiritual dimensional access. So, you know, our, our U.S. military and other organizations like the Vatican um, and London buy, sell, trade these diamonds for dimensional access. Um, then they're not done with that yet uh, because the rest of that child's remains, uh, they then will sell to our food and our, uh, companies as well as the pharmacia. And those remains will be put into you know, our food and our drugs. And so we literally are buying uh, children's remains through some of those products. So um, it's quite an extensive issue that we have going on with the system. Now, Walt Disney, uh, he was one of the major players in, in this brotherhood system. Uh, he was heavily involved with the secret societies and basically the whole, all these theme parks, uh, they built um, to be utilized as places where they can do training as well as gathering energy that they use for witchcraft and magic. Um, so that's what we see going on in certain programs within Disney, like um, the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, you know, we see now a lot of those uh, boys and girls who were part of that club where they come, you know, they, at first they're in the club, they're doing Disney shows, uh, you know, they're cute, they're family orientated, everybody's like, oh, we got to watch them. And then all of a sudden those kids turn 18 and all of a sudden they're sexually explicit and people are like, what the heck happened to that kid? You know, 
And the truth is that they've gone through a program where they're trained to be a beta kitty sex slave. And so, um, you know, the system will then use them um, to fulfill other purposes. So um, there, there's a lot going on. I, let's, uh, I'll let you share some of the stuff that you have, and then we can maybe at the end talk about what's currently happening with Disney mm -hmm. and um, some of the things going on there in Florida and California. Oh, yeah. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is with the secret societies, you know, and we've talked about the Masons and all that kind of stuff before, which Disney had their own secret societies. And they always put this stuff out for us. They have to tell us a little bit about it or give us clues. So some of these movies like Pinocchio and things I watched, Pinocchio creeped me out when I was a kid. Mm. But I think a lot of people, I have, a, I have a short little video here. It's just a TikTok, but a lot of people don't know that the CIA was involved with um, getting the land and the property and there is tunnels. Everybody says you can't have underground tunnels in, in Florida because of the sea levels. But what they did is they built the tunnels and they built over top the tunnels. Um, but I'm going to just play this little video here. This guy talks about it pretty well. So Display. Did you know that the CIA helped Walt Disney build Disney World? So allegedly former CIA agents and lawyers not only helped them to acquire the land, but also avoid taxation. So allegedly former agents and lawyers not only helped them to acquire the land, but also avoid taxation and other environmental I had to pause it. I heard it echo really bad. You have the screen up again on a different one. It's okay. You do. No, I don't. I just have it on one. I only have it on one, too. Let me play it again. We've had technical difficulty. Identities and secret communications. Make oh, sure that go. the sellers of the land didn't know who was buying it. So in the 1960s, Walt was able to buy over 40 square miles of land for less than $200 an Make acre. Make sure that the sellers of the land didn't know who was buying it. So in the 1960s... I heard it again. Well, anyway, I'll hide it. Hide it. We'll take it down. CIA. It's all. It all goes back to the CIA and... and uh, they have their hands in everything. So the tunnels do exist under mm -hmm. Disney, especially in Florida. I have not done that much research on the one in California. But um, what I'm interested in with these tunnels, because they try to push it off like it was it's for employees, which I'm sure some of it is to go through, you know, but they also, in my opinion, um, traffic children there. And it, it goes to a submarine port. Mm -hmm. close by which Epstein and Maxwell had submarine license so and Epstein did a lot more at Disney than what they have portrayed obviously in the mainstream media um, that I've researched so uh, Jesse what do you know about those tunnels and do you believe that Epstein and, and Maxwell because we haven't talked about them in a while it's kind of been like kind of mute do you think they played a major role at Disney or? I do. Um, you know, we do know that those, t those submarine tunnels um, underground, literally there is an ocean that runs underneath the earth and it does connect all the way from California to Florida. And those tunnels have been, uh, we'll just say gone through by good mi military and they have been evacuated and as they've been going through those submarine lines, you know, there's evidence of it. We've seen a lot of odd flooding. 
or even, you know, examples like in Chicago area, there literally were manholes that were shooting up water in the middle of Chicago. And why was that? That's because there's a submarine uh, baseline under that area. So absolutely there are. Um, there's also survivors who report um, that part of those tunnel systems, there's what we call a light energy train uh, that operates. And, you know, that connects also across the United States to different military bases where um, they would, you know, travel with these children, trafficking them back and forth through those areas uh, for the different things that they plan to do for them. Marianne, you got any follow-up question or anything you want to ask about tunnels or? I had a question, but it, a question before about the, like the babies, but I don't want to like go backwards. Um, I just, I've not heard that before. And that's horrifying. That's absolutely horrifying. Jesse, so you're saying they put them in food? So that, that really, that's, so like pharmaceutical drugs. Yes. How do we know which one? Well, that's that's, that's just... why we currently are seeing a lot of the different food companies across the world uh, where there's been fires. Is that they are literally um, evacuating and destroying the ones that have been, um, we'll just say human really? harvesting, producing human products. Yeah. So I hate to classify this. So do you think it's the white hat? What's the, what is the purpose? Oh, repeat that one more time. Marianne, go ahead. Sorry, I just, what, why? Why do they want to do that? Why do they want to put that in food? I mean, why would they want to do that? Uh, because I, scripture I just, says I that, guess to a normal brain, it doesn't yeah. Scripture says that uh, anybody who consumes human flesh is cursed. So they, they do not want any of us being in a righteous state or in a right relationship with God. Um, you know, they want to do things that mock the Lord and they want us to be cursed and not even be aware of it and to not be in that right state with the Lord. So you think it's the white hats that are burning? I hate to classify it as white hats and dark hats, but that are actually destroying these uh, food industry, the plants and everything. Um, well, it's either the white hats or the system is destroying them before they're discovered. But I think it is the white hats. That's my personal belief. Didn't even think about the white hats. That's a lot of places, though. That's kind of scary if it is the white hats. I mean, and also yeah. I, I went through and I was looking this stuff up like they've been burning them since 2017. Um, yep. that I could find, but then just all of a sudden this big upheaval uh, of like in the last three or four months mm -hmm. during the Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tons of it. That mind blows me over that. Mm. It, but the FDA approves like 10% of human flesh in their food. Huh? Like you can have up to 10%. What? Jesse, do you know, know that? Like, that's right, right? Up to 10%? Yeah, I believe it's, or? they don't have to report if it's under right. 10%. Right. It could be human flesh in the food, like the chicken nuggets. Your flour you know, product. 
Actually, this, they, this, yeah. I got to tell you guys, um, this was back, gosh, 15 years ago or no, probably closer to 20 years ago. I had a, a package of those Tyson chicken nuggets and um, I heated them up. I was eating them and I saw uh, something in the chicken nugget that I didn't recognize. And I looked at it and it looked like the tip of a finger. It was like you could see the fingerprint and I about threw up. I just, I couldn't, I just put it aside and I was like, I can't, but I always thought maybe it was somebody that got their finger cut while working. You know, I didn't think about the other option. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot, um, you know, there's proof that, uh, organizations like, uh, you know, we'll just say the abortion, big abortion clinic, um, that they were buying, selling, uh, you know, infant parts, um, you know, to different companies, different places, um, you know, so I believe all of that has been looked into and much of it's going to be coming out pretty soon here. Um, but from what I, you know, remember as a kid, it went as far as that, you know, they, they would even use those ashes from the incinerators and sell those to the food companies and with that, you know, you couldn't even trust you. You didn't know if it was going to be in your oatmeal, if it was going to be in your cereal, if it was going to be in the crackers, uh, because there's just so much products that are produced that have that flour, you know, flour is mm -hmm. an ingredient. And, oh. you know, think about that. If they mix the ashes with the flour and they don't have to report if it's under 10 percent, then think of how much that stuff is going in so much of our food and, you know, even baby food where, you know, they get the baby cereals when they mm -hmm. start around four to six months old. Um, I'm not saying that baby cereals are have been proven to be bad yet, but, um, you know, it, it taints it. It causes illness. It causes sickness within our bodies. And I think that this is a part of why, you know, so many have health issues is because our food has been tainted and we're cursed because of it. Jesse, how long do you think they've been doing that in the food? Uh, my guess would be for a very long time. I believe it, you know, was even before the United States that they were doing it in other countries. We always hear about China, you know, mm -hmm. and, and things with that, but you know, this has come up real recently, and I don't, I don't know if I'm on such. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But, you know, American Ross been involved with some of this organ trades, too, with children. Um, it just came out, um, what was it, two days ago, three days ago, that um, a particular man, um, I don't want to say this stuff because I don't want to get banned, but I was Putin. And, and then they've discovered this in Ukraine and they're getting ready to actually put all the paperwork and show the paper trail of the organ trade. 
that's happening. So if they don't sell these organs on the black market, do they do they just discard them that way too? Do they put it in food? Better. Yeah, I be, I believe that um, they've been you know doing things right in front of our faces, and they laugh because we you know we pay for it. You know, one of their greatest, um, I think, tricks that they did was to, you know, start marketing for mothers in the, you know, usually it was about in the 70s, 80s, but they started, you know, marketing for mothers to be able to pack lunches for their kids at school. And with that, you know, what happened, the moms started buying more processed type foods, you know, where you're buying chips, you're buying snack to go with it. Uh, you know, you're buying bread with the sandwich. So I think that, you know, that was one of their major ways to um, start putting stuff in our children's food that we weren't even aware of. Um, one of those things being what we'll call, you know, the red powder um, that comes from human blood that, you know, I believe that's also been in there besides ashes and um, you know, but there, there's different things, you know, when you get into the organ harvesting um, you know, they're not, they're not taking people's organs to sell them to high level elite who need a new organ. Um, the majority of the time they're used in some sort of witchcraft spell, um, high level Solomonic magic, Gaotian magic, and, you know, they're sold, um, I guess, on what we'll call the witches markets um, at high levels. And, you know, some of those spells or um, things that they do, they're summoning, uh, they have to have certain organs to complete that. So it's not even that they're using it because they need it. Uh, literally, these things are consumed and disposed of. And, uh, you know, they're killing hundreds of thousands of, of children a year and people a year just to access or have ability to access certain organs. There's a thing on eBay. I don't know if, if you've seen that, Jesse, where they sell chicken nuggets for like 3000 to $5,000 on eBay. And then Walmart has a back end too, where they sell mm -hmm clothing shoes or something that's five thousand dollars and they could put the um description which would sound like clothing but if you go in and you, if you know the stuff that's going on yeah it actually describes a child yeah so, i believe uh timothy uh charles Holmseth has come out with that you know with um articles on that and that you know they've proven that that is not you know you're not buying a nugget you're not buying, right. you know, a product off of Wayfair. Um, you're literally uh, paying that money for a child. And, uh, you know, that's part of the big child transportation issue that we have going on where kids are being bought, sold, and traded for sexual exploitation and worse things than that. Who can do this to kids? Like, I don't want to get emotional, but, like, these people have no souls. Like they, there's, that's scary. Absolutely. I don't see scary. how they can. I don't see how they can have a soul. You don't do that. I mean, that's just like, and I'm one of these people that used to think, oh, there's good in everybody. And I've, as I've gotten older, I've learned that's not true. Um, and I, you can't just trust people anymore. You can't, 
Yeah. You know, you never know what another human is capable of, and they might come off as so nice. And uh, well, that's why we got this may shock you this answer, but um, from my time in the system, uh, ninety-five percent of the people who were there who were participating in those horrific things did not want to be there or doing those things. The problem is, is that these people, you know, come from bloodline families. So this is a generational problem and they're born into these families and starting at a very young age, you know, they're groomed and they take their ritual vows. Um, the majority of them, their first vow is taken at age five. And that's when they start to prepare that child for the first ritual sacrifice that they'll be involved in. Uh, people can go back and watch a video, I think it was two or three Christmases ago, um, with our little royal prince, um, George. And oh, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. You know, the bread pudding mm -hmm. episode. Um, I went through almost that exact same scenario, only mine was cookie dough with uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. And they would have us, you know, take these wooden spoons and we would have to keep stirring the dough as they added more and more ingredients to it. And they would just keep adding that flour. And eventually the dough was so hard that you couldn't stir it. But, you know, what were they doing? They're building up endurance and strength so that that child uh, can have the strength to stab it, a person. And so what is, see if I you know, what is George really encouraged to do? He's encouraged to stab the dough. So this type of training goes on. And as you get older and you enter into your circle group, you know, the key to the brotherhood is, is the code of silence that, you know, you're just as guilty or dirty as the other people in your circle. So nobody will talk because if you talk, the others will kill you because they don't want to be found guilty. So, you know, the enemy, he's not, He's not a pleasant person to serve. And uh, he will start to um, give people quotas. So, you know, my guess is that even children like George have quotas. And those quotas, you, you have a lot of freedom to choose what you're going to engage in, what you're not. So say a person, you know, is now 12 years old. They decide, okay, you know, like, I'm not into... Please look, did you see that? Yeah, I see the George. Uh, yeah, where he stabbed. And it's yep, that's exactly him. it. So watch, he okay. gets where he starts stabbing it here. Yep, and they're just, they're building that endurance. And then they all laugh they about it. And, but it's really not funny. Um, so, you know, with the quota system, you have to pick, you know, what, what form of evil are you going to engage in? So say you, you know, you're not into the cannibalism, you aren't into the consuming the red powder um, or murder or things like that. And uh, so, you know, you pick what you think is going to be the least intrusive thing, which would be, okay, let's harass Christians. So your first quote is start off where, you know, you're just going to be verbally mean. You're going to be attacking that person. You're going to be, you know, um, just rude to them and say mean things. But then the quotas keep advancing. So next thing you know, you're going to be required to, uh, 
you know, lose that person their job, uh, to cause relationship disruptions within their household. Well, then it gets worse. Um, you know, eventually you're going to be, um, your quota is going to be to spiritually attack that individual, you know, through nightmares, um, through horrific visions. Uh, you're going to be astral projecting into their house, um, stalking them, haunting them. And then it will keep going until, you know, literally um, you're pretending to be the ghost, uh, strangling them in the middle of the night with all intent of, of taking them out. So, you know, that's how the quota systems work. So many of these people, you know, they find themselves in, you know, as they take political positions, um, you know, they will simply go to a party. Uh, everybody will be drinking, socializing. Next thing they know, they've blacked out. They wake up and they're showing a video or a picture of themselves harming a child. Uh, that's now the blackmail video that the system keeps you know, so that if you ever try to um, get out and then come against them, you know, you're found very guilty of things. So, you know, if you choose not to continue to progress in those quotas, um, they will do horrific things to those you love. So many of these people, it's much easier for them to abuse a child that they don't even know or even to murder that child then to see horrific things happen to their own child or their wife who they do love. So that's how the system, you know, the game is played in that. And we need to, you know, be mindful of that, that, um, you know, at the core, I, I certainly am not, you know, supporting the things that happen or the horrific things done to children. I agree that we have to hold people accountable and justice has to come. And for some of these people, you know, the horrific things that they have done means that they're going to face execution for crimes against children and humanity. But at the same time, everybody deserves that chance to hear the gospel and to be afforded that opportunity uh, to repent of the things that they have done. And, you know, I just want people to understand that the majority of individuals in this system don't choose that. You know, it's a very small number that really are at the core wickedly sick and choose to live that, that lifestyle. Speaking of wickedly sick, uh, obviously we're, I wanted to talk about Disney and I, but I go with the flow. So I had backup and this is going right into it's the Royals. <laughs> um, you know, Prince Charles is a descendant of Vlad, a.k.a. Dracula. There's a video I have. I'm going to pull up here, but um, maybe this will go into... I, I need... I want to know... Hold on. Let me just play this video. I got a question after that, okay? Because <laughs> um, this he actually talks about it and says that... And he's living in this in the castle now, and there's some things going on in the basement, and this guy addresses it. I'm saying allegedly. Jesse, you'll probably know more about that. So let's play this little video here all right 
Did you know Prince Charles is the direct descendant of Vlad Impaler? Vlad was the inspiration for our modern-day Dracula because, wait for it, he would create forests of thousands of impaled, defeated enemies and sit in the middle of them and eat them. Take note of that castle in the background. The genealogy shows that I'm descended from Vlad the Impaler, you see. So I do have a bit of a stake in the country. Now Charles actually spends most of the year living in that exact castle in Transylvania. With orphans from the Royal Family Foundation. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Marianne, you're probably gonna have to unmute yourself. Um, it won't let them mute you. Somebody said. Um, I hear you now, but right. um, the orphan trains. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, obviously this guy has gotten on the train of that Prince Charles says at Vlad's castle. And they have the orphans there for the foundation, which they always hide mm -hmm. things under foundations. I don't know what's happening. Oh, Marianne, you're unmuted now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, Jesse, what do you know about that? Do you know if he actually stays there? And, and I, I don't have a way to confirm that. Um, if he says he does, he probably does. Um, but it is interesting if, you know, I believe it sounded like there was documentation that he travels there with orphans. Um, and I agree you know, they have foundations for everything. And that is how they do um, a lot of their, we'll just say abusive children is through these foundations or scholarships that kids get. And, um, you know, so with that, you know, I can confirm that, yeah, he does come from uh, Vlad the Impiller bloodline and um, believe that that stems through his mother's line uh, what's interesting about that is that um, in the system, um, you know, you've got two ancient groups that come out of the line of Vlad the Impaler. Uh, you have the Romanov line, which that's a familiar name we've all heard. Mm -hmm. And those that come out of the Romanov line usually um, are vampires. Uh, and then you also have uh, the Rasputin line which those who are part of that line are usually what they classify as werewolves. So it's very interesting. Um, some of these things that we've been taught are mythical um, or fantasy. Uh, there's real life proof that they very well may indeed exist. So we have to ask, you know, 
is Prince Charles a vampire? Um, I would, uh, you know, my personal belief is yes, that their family line uh, is very heavy into uh, forms of vampirism. I mean, just from this, the images here, I think they look alike. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to give yeah. them the curly black hair, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, in, for people that don't know, Vlad, the impaler, like he would impale these individuals war, war that was whoever was against him with a stake and it would go up through the bottom area and all the way up through their mouth. And from what I've read about him and how he got the name Dracula is that he would actually like sit in the middle of these and drink their blood mm -hmm. and take the blood. It's really graphic. Um, but I haven't read about him in a few years. Maybe I need to do a little catch up because my big question here is because all of this seems to go to that red powder mm -hmm. and everything. Death becomes her. If you ever watch that, it's true. I believe it's true. Yeah. Um, so what's the difference between like these vampires, um, this satanic cult or the Luciferians? Are they all just like together as one? Or, uh, yeah, it really is, uh, you know, it falls under the umbrella of um, what they call the brotherhood. And it's, a, you know, an ancient, uh, I hate to even call it a religion, but it's a religion that stems all the way back to the land of Canaan that the Lord called Abraham out of. And uh, what were the people in those days doing? Um, they were serving the fallen uh, demonic generals. Uh, generals like, you know, Baal and Moloch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, scripture tells us that these demonic generals were bloodthirsty, that they, you know, demanded from those nations uh, that they would offer their children to them as sacrifices. And, uh, you know, we're not talking, you know, like two or eight or a couple children, you know, they would bring mass amounts of children. They would steal them from other nations to offer them on the fire before these demons. Um, so, you know, they are a part of that. And, um, you know, during their, you know, from my personal experience, there were two different ways that they used uh, the red powder. Uh, the first way, you know, I'll say that, you know, I didn't, let me think how to put this. Um, I grew up with individuals that, taught and utilized the ancient way of procuring that. Um, and that was done at military bases, you know, so I can remember, um, I'll, I'll just say children, you know, the majority of the children I saw were not killed. They were used over and over until uh, eventually they would pass away. But, um, you know, it would be almost like they were tapping a tree for these hormones and the special uh, chemicals that would come from the different glands. And, um, you know, they would gather that uh, product into little glass jars and then they would mix it. And, you know, I was actually taught at that young age how to properly mix it. Um, there were two kinds that they would create. The first was uh, for daily use. And uh, they would mix that with vodka. Uh, the second one, they would mix the hormones with formaldehyde. And that was, formaldehyde? Used, yeah, that was used yeah. in rituals. 
So the two different purposes is that, you know, one of the things about the red powder is that, you know, it, when your body gets in a certain state, you know, they call it the fight state, um, you, your spiritual senses are heightened. So, you know, your spiritual sight, your hearing, your acuity, your speed. So they want that on a daily basis. They want to be performing at that maximum level. So starting at a young age for those who are born in the system, they will see how much you need to take to function on a normal basis mm. at that uh, heightened spiritual acuity. But then they also will test to know what is the amount that will cause you to go into a psychosis because the red powder, um, you know, when you have so much of that hormone in your body, it literally causes you to go into a psychosis where all you want to do is shred people and consume them. Uh, they call that the zombie effect or the zombie syndrome. And um, so, you know, they will test these things and figure all that out. So, you know, this is really something that they do every day. Uh, they consume it and then they also consume extra during ritual time so that they do go in that psychosis. And that's why the ritual murders um, are so horrific at times. Um, you know, really, they do not leave any evidence, um, you know, and there's no words for the graphic things that are performed in that state. So this is really hard to grasp if you're just a normal person. Yeah. I mean, I've just recently been educated about this stuff and, you know, I, I just, I don't have the words. Like I just, I just don't understand. Um, I don't well, understand. I encourage, you know, I've been promoting that a lot of things start to get tested um, because, you know, I believe that um, there's a lot more to this story. Um, I believe that that's something that they have been putting in the public's food. Um, I believe that for children, that it goes in the school food. I believe they put it in the food that they serve prisoners uh, in the prisons. And I believe that they put it in food that they serve to our military while they're in other countries. Um, and this is why... You know, sometimes you hear those just odd stories and you're like, it makes no sense if the schools are serving, you know, fresh food. Why do they have weird things that look like, you know, brown gravy? You know, my generation, it was the weird brown gravy that they put on everything. Why do they put the weird brown gravy on everything? I believe there is more to the story. The military also reports the brown gravy. You know, everything, even the peas had brown gravy. So wow. I think that there was more. I think that, you know, the ma the majority of the public, you know, without even knowing it, without even consenting, was being served this stuff so that, you know, while you're in school or in sports activities, you were performing at your heightened ability of performance. And, um, you know, they were encouraging people with that. Um, and then what happens, you know, when they no longer have use for you, um, you know, in the old days when men went to war, 
you know, they would be traveling back on a ship for two weeks or more and they would be able to debrief, talk to each other. They would have, you know, kind of a, a wind down time from war to when they got home with their families. But now it's literally a 24 hour debrief period and the soldiers are put back in their homes. Um, I believe that the majority of the issues that we're ha seeing with our soldiers, um, including that 22 soldiers a day are committing suicide, um, I believe that's because they are doing a crash withdrawal from the red powder and they have no clue that that's even what's going on in their body. Will, that give that to, will they do that? I mean, my dad was a screaming Eagle 101st in Vietnam. So we've talked a lot about the military and possible conspiracies and he understands some of it. So you really think it's a withdrawal from that? They give that to them all the time when they're in war? Yeah, partially, I do believe that that's part of it. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think about that. And then spirits that they're connected to because of that, that they, you know, they don't even know they've been connected to these spirit beings. And uh, then, you know, they get all sorts of nightmares. And, uh, you know, a lot of magic is used in the military. And um, I've been showing people, um, you know, the Lord gave King Solomon a universal code. And in that code, he breaks down uh, what many would call alchemy. And he shows how, you know, the, the body, uh, the different areas of the body resonate at different frequencies. Um, now, for those who have worked in mental health, um, you know, they know that if somebody's having hallucinations, uh, you know, where there's, there's basically seeing into the spirit world, um, you know, what does the military do? They put them on lithium. Well, mm -hmm. lithium's one of those, um, you know, if you're looking at that model of the body, lithium is one of those elements that vibrates um, at that level your mind vibrates at. Um, but what those who do Solomonic magic know is that if you, you know, in, if you decrease a person's lithium intake, um, it can heighten that, that awareness of sight in the spirit realm. So, you know, many of these soldiers are engaged in spiritual warfare and then, you know, they're used, they're trained for, 15, 18 months or more, because many of them have back-to-back -back tours now, some of them even four or five tours in a row. And they're trained to operate at that high, um, you know, in being engaged in the spiritual realm at that high level of spiritual acuity. And then all of a sudden, everything, you know, they get home and it's like it just stops, but they're still seeing and hearing in the spirit world and you know that connection to the spirit world for them is not broken and so what does the system do you know they will play with those lithium levels uh to be able to control that individual engaging in the spirit realm and a lot of times they'll you know make it such a high level of lithium that the person uh loses their spiritual senses altogether um so, you know, there's a lot of magic that's used in the military and pharmacia. 
well, you're saying lithium. I'm sorry, Marianne, if you have a, I, I need to say this real because okay. <coughs> I, it just came to me. I'm a Christian. I went to Bible college, seminary and all that. Same. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Marianne's the hellion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I went to Bible college too. <laughs> I just, just kind of have a past. I'm not really proud of as far as, uh, you know, relationships, but you know, I'm back. I think I'm back on track now. We all She's do good. Regret. <laughs> good. But so, anyway, go ahead. Lithium. It makes me think of Lilith, and Lilith is the vampire spirit. From what I'm researching, I I, I just vaguely because I was talking to somebody like a, like a week ago or something, and it was in the middle of the night, and some vampire like I felt vampire, and I said Lilith, and that was the first time. She is not, I will just say, you, uh, Adam's first wife. No. <laughs> um, but she is mentioned in the Bible once. But um, I think it's in Proverbs or something like that. But that's a like connecting now that you said that lithium, Lilith, vampire. Yeah, I would encourage people. I have a course uh, called Dominion and Authority on right on you and that's the letter u.com in dominion and authority i began to break down uh the governmental and city um symbols so every government department has a circular symbol that they're identified by uh when you learn to read those symbols it you know those who are very high level in the system they know how to read those what they tell you is the spiritual jurisdiction. So it literally tells you which of the nine demonic generals, one of them being Lilith, are in charge. So if you look at like symbols for Space Force, um, you will see I what looks like an arrow you. in the middle. Uh, that tells you that Lilith is one of the demonic generals who has control over Space Force. Holy smokes. What was that website again, you said? Uh, Writeonyou.com. Okay. I'm just going to pull that up so I can share it. But Okay, so Lilith yeah. is a general? She's considered uh, one of the nine uh, high-ranking, um, I call them the general uh, demons on, on the enemy's side. So wow. his, his army is built... I guess I find it easier to describe it like a, you know, military army. So people There's understand the structure. Yeah. But she's considered a principality underneath them. You have the commanders, um, which scripture tells us there's principalities, there's powers, there's rulers, there's authorities, and there's spiritual forces. So, you know, I kind of just put it, you've got generals, you've got commanders, you've got those who are under the commanders and, um, yeah, every single city, every single military department, um, those symbols tell us who's in charge. It also tells you the secret societies that are involved with those. So with Lilith, really quickly, too. So she's attached because from where we also interview like paranormal, mm -hmm. you know, and, and things like that, um, with our show, um, there's been a really uptake in this vampire culture that I've noticed in the last year and a half. Like people are getting fangs and everything yeah. like that. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's gross. 
is she attached to that too? Like they're really trying to live this vampire life, which to me, doing the research I've done, that's kind of linked to these child sacrifices in many ways or blood sacrifices. Um, to me, that's demonic. Yeah, absolutely. It, mm -hmm. um, Lilith is one of the few demonic spirits that I did have um, a lot of encounters with as a kid. Uh, she goes by many different names that people will recognize. Um, so she's known as the Queen of Heaven, the Queen of the Dead. Um, Jezebel, Lilith mm. are her main ones. She also, her main biblical name is Ashtaroth. So all throughout the Old Testament, you'll hear about Ashtaroth or Ashtaroth. Yeah. Her main other demonic counterpart that she teams with a lot is Baal. So, you know, he would draw men uh, to his temple and, you know, they would get their priest who would set up the Ashtaroth poles in front. And, you know, what is she known for? Fertility. Um, so, you know, there would be a lot of prostitution in front of the temples, a lot of uh, sexual exploitation. So, um, you know, she usually she's present in a lot of things, but you'll start to see if you watch around Halloween time, uh, usually around October 28th is when they do uh, the mm. queen of the dead summonings. And that's where, you know, these uh, high level occultists will summon her into their areas for the purpose of sexual exploitation with vampirism. So um, you can watch the vampire groups in your area uh, mm -hmm. If you look up the Vampire Network, uh, they have a, I'll call it a nice site because it's very handy, especially if you're an intercessor and you like to pray. Um, you can look up, you know, by country, by city, and uh, it will tell you the names of the clubs in your area where vampirism is happening in real life. And so then you can specifically pray you know, over those clubs, you can um, usually uh, those clubs will announce who their regent lord and lady is. Uh, those people will always also have a direct connection to a castle nearby your area. So that then tells you uh, who the vampire heads are in your community. So um, they, uh, I'm sorry, Jesse, vampire head it goes by lady or they lord. Go by lord or lady. Okay. Yep. And they'll be in charge of, uh, they rule at a regional uh, level. So yes. usually they'll be connected to the big cities in your area. So, you know, like Houston, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, they're all going to have a specific uh, lord and lady for each of those regions. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can find that information. It's, they make it accessible. And you can see, you know, what events they're hosting in your area or your state. And then, you know, I encourage people when you see stuff like that, you know, don't be overwhelmed by it. Um, you know, these are people who are bound in sin. Uh, these are people who are bound by spirits. And the Lord tells us how to deal with those things. And we have the authority in the Lord Jesus Christ to take. Where did she go? Jesse. <laughs> oh no. 
was ready to hear what she was going to say. I was ready to hear too. Right when we get to the prayer. Let me message her real quick. My gosh. Right when we got to the important stuff, (laughs) y'all. Log back on. The whole night's been issues. Well, now I got so I um well I got I got some answers. <laughs> Definitely with lady. Definitely during the time during Halloween, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we were having that discussion, yes. weren't we? We were having that lady discussion about a certain individual. Yeah. Um I hope, I'll give her a few minutes. I will say this. She is gonna be in Miami July the 29th and 30th. Um, it's down here on the bottom. It's going across the screen. You can get your t- tickets on Twitter with her, um, which is at uh, Zabotar Jesse on Twitter. So go over there and get your tickets if you're going to be down in Miami. I haven't been in Miami in two years. I love it. Though. I like Key Biscayne. Um, so she's having her Jesse's Kingdom Living launch party. And she's it's no surprise they cause interruptions when you're sharing truth right that's that's true Jesse you can do it. You can do it. Pray now. Yeah, pray now. There. Oh, here she is. Okay. Pray now. I'm not going to let them I've been here the whole time. So I don't know why you guys couldn't see me. I, I was typing. I am here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then they said, I froze. Am I still frozen? Can you all hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. All right. So I was talking about Jesse's Kingdom Living Launch Party, July 29th and 30th. And then I have your Twitter. You can get tickets over there at uh, Zabotar Jesse. Um, If you don't mind, can you tell people a little bit about what that's going to be? Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. it fits right in with with what I was sharing about how we can uh, utilize you know, our kingdom rights uh, in prayer with the with the knowledge of the things we see going on in our community. So really what that launch party is, it's launching more of my courses uh, that I've been working on this year that uh, revolve around, you know, the foundations of kingdom living. Uh, many of us are told that we have this new life in Christ, uh, but how many of us really feel that? You know, do we really know what that entails? Do we understand, you know, that we are physical plus spiritual, but that being both physical and spiritual, we also, you know, we were created to operate in this physical world, but also in the spiritual world. So do we know, you know, what our spiritual duties are? Um, Scripture tells us that, you know, we can go before the throne of God. Well, what would we do that for? Um, Are there heavenly courts? Are there healing pools in the heavens? If so, how do we access those places? How do we, um, you know, utilize our time up there with the Lord and with each other? So um, July 29th through 30th in Miami, Florida, I'll be doing 
the first course launch uh, for the Kingdom Living Foundations. And I also will get into uh, healing strategies. And so I encourage if you can come, uh, feel free to uh, buy tickets and come. But if not, don't worry, because I will uh, make it available online and we'll be launching my new online course with that. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so with that said, you know, some of the things that I talk about, you know, are the things that, that go on in our communities. How can we know, you know, where these places of wickedness and evil like vampire clubs are in our areas? Um, once we know about those places of wickedness, whether it's, you know, vampirism, whether it's rituals or, you know, child um, transportation, um, you know, or the sex, uh, sexual exploitation of women and children, what do we do with that knowledge? How do we, um, you know, make the most of it? And really, it just starts with... Um, you know, that awareness, but coming before the Lord in prayer. Mm -hmm. And scripture tells us the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So the first part, the first step is that we have to um, come into that right relationship with the Lord. Uh, that means that any sins that we've been engaged in, we need to confess. We need to turn away and repent from those sins. Next, you know, the Lord tells us that, you know, what is his desire for us? Is it just that we ourselves live a good life? No, he desires it to be much more. He wants us to make that change uh, in our community. In fact, his word says that we are a kingdom of priests. Uh, we are kings. We are the sons of the living God. We are heirs who have the right to reign and to rule with him. And so as that, you know, we are made to take authority. Uh, what is that authority over? Well, it's over the principalities, the rulers, um, the spiritual forces of wickedness in our communities and our areas. We have authority over them. Scripture says that the righteous inherit the land. So that means that Satan, Lucifer, has no right to be anywhere on this earth. Uh, the earth belongs to us as the sons of God, you know, and the truth is, is that sin gives him access points. Uh, he can fight for rights before the Lord saying, you know, Lord, I want access to this area. And because so-and-so is involved in sin, I have a legal right to be there. So, you know, are we aware that our sin does not just impact us? Well, that's uh, you, I, you say that because there's a hierarchy in land and, and things, and you're going to be in Miami, so, right? You yep. know, so it's principalities and things, and there's a hierarchy not just with individuals but with land and territory. Um, that's right, correct, and, and things like that. So, definitely, um, I can't attend obviously 29 30th in Miami, but I'll be praying for you down there. Um, I'm going to get emotional, I think. Um, Spiritual warfare is real, and I have grown up in it. I know about this, and you're talking about heirs. You know, my yeah. brother is a Christian rapper. <laughs> really? We marathon. Yeah, we'll play some songs sometime. But um, Heirs to the Throne was his group name back in the day. If you know Kirk Franklin, oh. Toby Mac, and them, um, they went on tour 
with with them back then but um all of this is real it, and, and i i will my great awakening though happened in 2020 so the last two years i've seen it more from a spiritual side more than anything and i was raised in the church and it's it's worrisome in a lot of ways um but i'm thankful for you jesse because the things that i've researched and prayed over like you've confirmed it because mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff is so out there that i thought no way no way and then all of a sudden you and, and i have two other people that I, it just came across i've never heard your name before or anything so god's working and moving and um yeah. I'm, i thank you for doing what you do and you have books on amazon too um his kingdom comes in power the anointing um overflow and then you have the limited there's two here five with god yep just the uh right now only the uh main version of five minutes of grief with god is available mm -hmm. so please everybody go to amazon get get one of our books um there and then um i'm really looking forward to the online that you're going to do soon yeah i'll have the online courses um i also have if people are interested um, I'll be doing uh, on Aquarius Rising Patreon. That's one of the shows that I do. Uh, we're going to be doing the five minutes of grief with God um, as a book club. So um, I'll be doing live reading of the book as well as talking through stories and sharing um, how to how to continue to cope and manage your grief. And so I encourage people to join us for that. It's going to be a great time. Marianne, have... time. Maybe that's a better word. It'll be a healing time. <laughs> healing. Marianne, do you have any closing remarks or anything or questions? Yeah, I just, I just appreciate you meeting with us. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with us and share this. I mean, a lot of it is, I'm not as familiar with it as Emily is. And so tonight was pretty eye-opening for me, but I just, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us. Thank you. You know, we're going to have to have you come back on because I want to yeah, get Disney. Disney very much, <laughs> did we? <laughs> no. Yeah, my, my aunt's watching this too. So um, I know she's going to want to, my aunt was like, you should look up Jessie Zabotar. I'm like, we're interviewing her. So, you know, and she was, I think she got excited because she's already researched, you know, and seen a lot of your stuff. So she Very was cool. excited. Yeah. And, um, you know, I definitely think you'll, we'll want you to come back on for sure. <laughs> there's probably way more than an hour's worth that we could talk about. <laughs> yes, oh, there there's a, especially with Disney. We're going to do Disney. I promise. I promise. Because my brother heirs to the throne. That because when all this stuff started going down, he he reminded me I forgot he goes because we're just sixteen months apart and he's like Emily, you did an eighth grade speech on the corruption of Disney and I'm like oh my gosh and yes I did back then I remember that and there was always yeah. something there so it's always been there and now it's coming out so um I boycott Disney I boycotted Disney a long time ago though so my son we went to we did go to Disney in Florida for vacation but other like movies all that stuff no so mm -hmm. and that, obviously Buzz Lightyear did not do well so everybody else is catching on to it now too so 
Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. We truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you for all the hard work you do to bring this to light. Um, everybody, please pray over Jesse, um, too, because this is very hard, and I'm sure she gets threats and all this stuff to come out. And uh, God called you to do this for a reason and a purpose, and you're and you're doing it. So yep. <laughs> I'm going to get emotional. But we are not going to be here tomorrow night, usually, because it's Friday nights. We do our show. Um, next week, we're taking off for 4th of July, so everybody goes uh, celebrate your independence. And we'll be back uh, July the 8th, I believe, with uh, George Snyder Third. Um, he has the murder and merriment. Um, he does a lot of haunted locations. Uh, we'll have him on. He's the biggest, um, what is it, murder mystery companies on this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> so <laughs> the east side. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you on July the 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on RU Media Network.